You're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys, officially the 73rd best wrestling podcast. Help us grow by subscribing and downloading each episode. Song goes here. I really want to switch the song. I've only used it for like, I don't know, 10 episodes, and I want to hit my brains in whenever I have to like clip it and edit it. I'm like, this sucks. It's just a predator dude. My name is Jake, and joining me is my co-host Mitch. Mitch, how's it going? very busy june is my crazy month by a long shot so i am sprinting around like crazy for the next next 23 days yet it gets gets old in a hurry no i believe it so just like a lot of meets and stuff or yeah yeah the the high school like not club but high school like in the school track meets just finished up last weekend so i was in in regina yes that's a real place yes it sounds like a dirty word um Yes, we've got weirder places. You're good. Believe Jimmy Kimmel did the experience Regina song on his show, which (sighs) if nobody listening to this has heard the experience Regina song, you need to hit pause, go to YouTube, search it up, watch that clip and come back to the episode. Um, All right. Be Be right back. It will be worth your three minutes of time. And (laughs) remember when listening that our government funded it. And that's, that's about better. all I could say. But had a great and they, meeting. And they didn't go with Regina. No, they did not go with Regina. But uh, all right. yeah, had a meet there over the weekend. Got some good disc golf in. We got another meet this weekend for three days. Then I get a few to, a week off, and then well, a week off of meets, and then I'm off to BC for a week for nationals. So yeah, yeah crazy, crazy month. Let's go. I was going to say my week was just busy for other stuff. We had personal stuff come up for family, and mm-hmm. we had to take care of all of that, and then. I don't know. I disassociate. And so like, I'm just like to avoid my stress, I'm just going to jam out the entire new season of stranger things and then uh, watch all the basketball and hockey. I can because indie wrestling was not there to fill that void. No, Um, It was pretty dire. It was very dire, but you know, what's not dire watching the Edmonton Oilers get swept by the avalanche (laughs) because for every Canadian who's not from Edmonton, that shit's funny. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I wish that like the more traditional teams were always like really awesome. But it's like to have there's just some weird teams in there like I don't know why Tampa Bay is like a hockey destination. We've talked about that before. Uh part of me is pulling for New York because I've got a friend who's a Rangers fan and it's like that's kind of as close to tradition as we can get. Uh but anyway. This is coming from someone who's like a Sharks fan, so <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, and then NBA playoffs. My my team's playing the Warriors, and I am uh, having a panic attack for like three hours at a time. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy to see the toll that the NBA playoffs is taking on wrestling ratings as a whole. Because oh, it's like yes. literally everyone's feeling mm-hmm. the squeeze. Yep. It is. I don't know. I don't know if you keep up with basketball at all, but it has been pretty fun. I am not 
I don't watch a ton of basketball. If the salary cap becomes a little more fixed, so there's a little more league parity, I'd probably be more into it. But as it is now, it's it's tough. Uh, I do like watching watching WNBA stuff, and I mean, sure. you know, March Madness is always always a good time. But right. Well, hey, if you want to cheer for some blue collar basketball, Boston needs all the mojo they can get, man. <laughs> Send it our way. Speaking of things that needed some mojo. Uh, let's, let's, uh, wrap up best of super juniors 29. Um, last time we recorded, we were only three shows in or well, three matches in for everybody, like six shows overall. Yeah. And then I love the format where you ditch the multi-man tags and it's just singles matches the whole time. It's so much easier to watch. I don't have to worry about, you know, skimming and skipping stuff. I can literally just, and if I'm not into something, I'll uh, pull out the phone. It's all good. But anyway, uh, we're going to stick to the same format that we did last time, but this time we're going to do it by rankings. Do you want to start at the top of each block or the bottom and work? Uh, Let's, let's start at the bottom because that's how I see it going in our notes here. And that's a little easier to follow. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's start with the ultimate bottom Ryusuke Taguchi coming in last place in the A block with six points. Um, the only wins that he picked up were against Akira, Yo, and Ace Austin. Everything else was a loss. Uh, and for those of you keeping track at home, it's not very good. Three and six is a pretty hard way to go for someone who is a champion in New Japan. I'm ready for Taguchi to go away for a while. I've had my my fill for... I don't even want to put a timeline on it, but it's, I'm, I'm good. I'm interested to see if they drop the junior tag team titles. They kind of have to, because I don't know what the ceiling for Wado Taguchi is, but I would. that's coming from someone who wouldn't have given them the belts in the first place. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, all right, moving on. We're going to do Yoshinab. <laughs> Gosh. Yoshinobu Kanemaru, who finished with a slightly more respectable eight points. Racking up wins against Hiromu, Ishimori, Sho, and Taguchi. We basically were comfortable saying that these were going to be the the guys who finished at the bottom. How surprised were you whenever he got the win against Hiromu? Um, actually, not all that surprised, in all honesty. It's not that different than having Toru Yano get a sneak win in the G1 against a top guy as a way to, like, sneak their points down so it's competitive, but not having them eat a real loss. Like it, it, it makes sense. It's a very new Japan way to do that. I was really interested that so many people, I mean, when it, last time we were talking about it, we mm-hmm. were predicting who's going to win, do all this. I just assumed that Hiromu had a very high likelihood of going undefeated. Mm-hmm. And then literally the next show, he loses <laughs> yeah. to Kanemaru. And I was like, Wow. Yeah, sometimes my wrestling takes aren't the best. He definitely was going through the motions. Honestly, I really missed the tag team he had with Despy. Those two worked really well together, and it felt like it gave both guys purpose. Kanemaru moving forward after this, there's no momentum one way or the other. He's just a guy, so he's probably just going to be in, you know, that multi-man purgatory. Mm-hmm. So, is what it is. Next up, in eighth place with eight points. There were a lot of tiebreakers. Yep. Um, so in eighth place, we've got Francesco Akira with wins against Sho, Yo, Kanemaru, and Ace Austin on the final night. Now that he is a new Japan wrestler, 
where do you see Francisco fitting in? I think in the short term, he and all, uh, he and TJP are going to likely take the, uh, the junior titles for a run in the not so distant future. Um, there's not a lot of, I mean, I we'll mean, preview that later. Yeah. There's not a lot of junior teams to begin with. So it's easy to, to see it going that way. He's a lot shorter than Osprey, so I don't know that he's ever going to be destined for the heavyweight division. I think he may be a, a perma super junior guy, and that's that's totally fine. But it's he's got a bright future and a high ceiling. I, I've enjoyed I enjoyed what I saw so far. I wouldn't be shocked if he never really finds success in New Japan besides the tag team. Whenever I see this dude, I'm like, this is the guy who's going to eat the pins in the multi man matches. That's not, it's not against him. I think he's a really good wrestler. It just, it, it doesn't feel like we're, we're watching someone who's going to be the, the future of the division. And like, I mean, we've already talked about it a couple times already. I, I think they're winning those junior titles. It, if not, they've totally lost the plot and it wouldn't be the first time. All right. In seventh place with the tiebreaker is Alex Zane, who finished with wins against Kanemaru show. Akira Taguchi started off hot against Kanemaru and Sho. Was pretty inconsistent and then lost three in a row to end. I know you're really high on the Sauce God. I thought he had a great tournament. Where do you see him fitting in? I mean, we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Both of us think he's going to get signed to a major promotion sometime this year. Is it New Japan? Should it be New Japan? I... I think there's a strong argument it should be New Japan. There were quite a few, quite a few Sauce God fans in the crowd, and considering he's only really been on New Japan Strong, and I mean I'm sure it gets views, but I don't, I doubt it gets that many views. Like he, he got a big, and he seemed to be a big uh, character-wise, a big hit with the the Japanese audience. So I, I think it'd be good to see him go for, for a couple year run there and see see how they react to him on a, a long term basis. I still think the place for him should be AEW, at least ROH. He's an awesome wrestler. If he's going to be split in time between U.S. and Japan moving forward, there's worse There's worse guys to invest in. Mm-hmm. Zane's amazing. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That would be the water running upstairs for the shower. <laughs> that was a pretty short shower. Hopefully not as short as Alex Zane's stint in New Japan. Um, <laughs> moving on, in sixth place with the tiebreaker is Clark Connors, who's going up against Taguchi, or sorry, with wins against... <laughs> yeah, let me tell you who he's going to be facing in the future. Oh, boy. Clark Connors also finished with eight points with wins against Taguchi, Akira, Kanemaru, and Alex Zane on the final night. Last episode, after losing three in a row, you were like, he'll probably get a win or two. And I'm like, nah, dude, you're out to lunch. Clark <laughs> Connors is going to go over was what I said. And again, mm -hmm. immediately, the next show, he wins <laughs> against Taguchi. The one after that, he beats Akira, then Kanemaru, and then ends with Zane. I feel like a dipshit, so uh, you want to take your, your victory lap on this one? Absolutely, I do. I'd have to roll back the audio, but I feel like she being one of them as well. But 
I, I will gladly take my victory lap. And so will Clark Connors, because that officially, like, there is no evidence for him being a young lion anymore. He has his Crocodile Dundee Skinner outfit. He's got a theme song. He's got eight points. There is no young lion left in Clark Connors' body, so he can take his victory lap as well. With that gear, I was like, Jungle Jack can move over. This is the king of the jungle mm-hmm. right here. I'm like, dude, he immediately beat Jungle Boy at his own gimmick. Like, he looks we, so good. Can we get the titles off Jurassic Express before Forbidden Door then? Nice little buy-in match. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the uh, Jurassic Express. I just, I think Jungle Boy's really good. He's, again, he's one of those guys where I'm just like, he's like three years away from being like, as good as people think he is. And Luchasaurus is just uh, Kung Fu Kane. It's uh, it's great. But anyway, Clark Connors, I don't know if he's going to be staying in Japan too much longer. It mm-hmm. seems like New Japan Strong is the perfect place for him. The thing I'm really interested to see is, is New Japan Strong basically excursion for a lot of these guys? Like, are they going to be necessarily going to a different promotion? I mean, CMLL's basically off the table. Maybe... ROH, if that gets off the ground anytime soon, who knows? But again, with our track record, we say that, and then tomorrow they make a huge announcement mm-hmm. about Ring of Honor coming back full-time. Uh, Tony Khan will make a huge announcement Wednesday on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the future is really bright for Clark Connors, especially the fact that he got four wins whenever it would have been totally plausible for him to uh, <laughs> go over, Yep. like I predicted. All right, so fifth place, final tiebreaker for the eight point boys is yo listen super charismatic <laughs> how cool would it be if max caster was in this instead of yo my <laughs> gosh yo is basically like junior sonata where it's just like zero chemistry i don't care what you do is that his character is that he's like mediocre it's weird dude <laughs> anyway he uh, got some wins against uh, clark honors kanemaru Hiromu, which was, that sucked, and Alex Zane. He lost the big match against Sho on the final night. I think most of us had him penciled down to at least win that. He seems so directionless. I, I feel like I could say that about a lot of people in the A block. Moving forward, these are just multi, multi-man multi guys. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... The A block moving forward is pretty rough. I think we did have him pegged for the win over show, but I yeah. think it's a good thing he did not get it. I, I am happy with their decision to give show that win. Let's move on to someone who is not uncharismatic. Wait, who is not un? Anyway, Ace Austin is really good, super charismatic, finished with 10 points and in fourth place. Got wins against Clark Connors, Kanemaru. A lot of people beat Kanemaru. Yo. Zane and Ishimori before losing his final three show to Gucci yeah. and Akira. I would turn heel too if I lost those three. <laughs> in a row. Well, that is the big the big story coming out of the Super Juniors. We have a new member of Bullet Club, and it is none other than Ace Austin. Finally, a new is, member in Bullet Club. <laughs> it's very interesting timing because it sounds like Jay White has finished up his stint in Impact, and. Jay White's entire purpose and impact was to go recruit Chris Bay. Um, Ace Austin's also an impact. So I'm a little confused about the timing. 
how it all unfolded, but hey, Ace Austin is in Bullet Club. If you weren't tired of the card spot, get ready, because if there's one thing we can count on in Bullet Club, it's bullshit interference style spots. So that card is going to be going all city <laughs> till the end of time. I like the idea of Gato running down, like with the card in his hand, like, oh, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, I might actually start watching Impact regularly if Ace Austin and Chris Bay are going to be a heel tag team. Mm-hmm. Let's go! I wonder if they've written Madman Fulton out of the picture for Ace Austin yet on Impact. So they're going to have to do that in a hurry. Speaking of people whose stories don't make any sense at all, show finished <laughs> in third place. Uh, he also got a win against Clark Connors, Taguchi, another win against Hiromu. Hiromu ate some L's. And also finished with wins against Ace Austin and Yo. Show should be the best junior in the division, and it sucks that he finishes this high in the tournament, and it's just outside brawls. Oh, he made it back in at 19. Ha <laughs> ha, I was worried. I, I, I just, the cheating to win stuff, it's like this dude is so much more talented than that. It's like you give that, again, you give that gimmick to Yo, and I'm fine with it. But yeah, it's just, it, it was so hard watching this and just seeing basically wasted potential. Mm-hmm. Like he had the, he didn't have a match where I was like, that match was amazing. Like I, like I should be, mm-hmm. I should be losing my mind every time I watch show wrestle. He's an awesome, awesome in-ring competitor. He's just hampered with like five minutes of bullshit per match. Yeah, the thing that we complain all the time about WWE doing to people who can really go in the ring, this is New Japan's version of that. In second place, your junior champion, Taiji Ishimori, with 12 points. He went on a tear. He beat Yo, Taguchi, Zayn, Sho, lost to Kanemaru, lost to Ace Austin, beat Clark Connors, beat Akira, and then lost in the final night to the block winner, Hiromu Takahashi. What did you think of Taiji in this tournament? In general, I'm a fan of Ishimori. I'm, I mean, we've tipped the hat. Hey, Takahashi beat him. I wonder what's going to happen in the future. And we continue the cycle of four relevant people in the junior division. So there's definitely an element of over this going on for me with this division as a whole. And Ishimori is the first person we've talked about tonight where that is coming to a head. He will not be the last person. In fact, he won't even be the last person in this block where that comes up. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, I'm going to save that take for the final because holy <laughs> crap. Um, I'm not the biggest Ishimori guy. I think that he can be he he takes a lot of time off while he's wrestling. <laughs> um, the bell rings and he's on vacation. The majority of these matches were so meandering. The final match against Hiromu was pretty fun. I mean, just off of memory, it's like the Zayn match was pretty fun. I liked the Clark Connors match. That was really it. And that's the dude who's like the face of the division right now. That kind of stuff is unacceptable. The dude is either in his 40s or very close to being in his 40s. I think he's like 42. But it's just like I, I don't understand why they put him at the top. It's this like rock, paper, scissors thing they're doing with Ishimori, Takahashi, and uh, Despi. Mm-hmm. It just, it I don't know. I could have done without it. it. It definitely, him not having any major losses 
to like set up future title defenses, I think really shows you he's going to be dropping the title soon mm-hmm. to, you know, the winner. So let's get to the winner of the A block. What can we say about Hiromu that doesn't spoil the final? He only had three losses as well. Uh, he won the tiebreaker with Ishimori on the final night. I mean, his three losses against Kanemaru, Yo, and Sho were not good. I enjoyed a good amount of his matches, but I think I'm over watching Hiromu in the junior division. Yeah, I've been over it for, not that I've been following super closely, but I've been over it for a good year, year and a half at this point. Came back, had his little hurrah when he came back, and we probably should have just moved on right after that, but didn't. And it's been kind of stuck in this endless no man's land since then. The way that New Japan books people is like some big stars start off as juniors. I mean, even recently, like you you see Mm -hmm. guys like Kenny Omega get elevated guys Mm -hmm. like Osprey (laughs) and Shaking or Shakingo, Shingo (laughs) Chicago. Oh man, I promise. (laughs) I know the people I'm talking about. The new Japan name generator has split out (laughs) Shakingo. (laughs) Shakingo. That's a better name than master Watto. I was going to say, that was it's a better name than our first person in the B block, too. Is that the new nickname for him? Shikingo? Shikingo? I think I so. I swear, so many nicknames come from me mistyping or mispronouncing someone's name. Oh, my God. I have someone in my phone who's been misspelled for seven years because that's how the contact was sent to me, and I got a kick out of it, so I never <laughs> changed it. <laughs> Speaking of never changing for years at a time... Like I was saying, Hiromu didn't move up. So whenever you've got guys like Shikingo and Osprey, <laughs> who are, you know, they've already been world champions. They are credible threats. They are faces mm-hmm. of your promotion. Hiromu just hanging out at the kids' table still, it, it feels weird. It feels wrong, and mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it. Get ready, because I'm going to be burying him even more when we talk about the final. But before we get there... Let's go through the B block. It's so fitting that the wrestler at the bottom is Dookie with six (laughs) points, only got wins against Lindemann. I still don't like that. Phantasmo, which is even weirder, and Bushi. That said, I thought the match against Phantasmo was really good. I think that was his best match of the entire tournament. Mm -hmm. Any strong thoughts on Dookie? (laughs) I can tell you which match was not his best match of the tournament. (laughs) For the love of God, please never torture yourself between Dookie and Master Wado. Holy crap. When we were breaking down that schedule, I loudly said, we fuck you to Gato. Because you did that on the final night on purpose. He knew what he was doing. And it like, does that count as over-delivering or under-delivering that it was as much dookie as we thought it was going to be? It reminds me of like a high school athlete trying to do the long jump, and then they just fall face first, and they're all, and the coaches are like elbowing each other like, ha ha, I told you he'd do that. I see it at least twice a year in high school season. <laughs> we, we may not be the most ethical. We definitely place bets on who's going to eat shit and hurdles all the time. Because <laughs> there's always the high school kids where you know one of them's going down. Oh, and for sure. you got to put the money lines on it. So. Well, that fits Dookie like a glove. Let's move on to the guy who traveled all the way from Mexico to only get eight points. Titan! 
who got wins against TJP, Bushi, Dookie, and Eagles. Um, there's a lot of losses on here, man, but he finished strong with three in a row. Yeah, racked him up at the um, end. It didn't matter. Well, I mean, all of his matches were really good, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came into this tournament thinking Teton is basically a replacement level. Like, I mean, it's it's better than watching, you know, guys like, I don't know, Takamishinoku or Gato. I was like, uh, Teton's fine. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. It'll be a matchup guy for a lot of people. I was very impressed with him out of this, and yeah. I, I hope he comes back immediately. In fact, I would put him in the mix for the title. I was very impressed with him. Yeah, he had a great, great tournament. I hope we can keep him out of Mexico as long as possible, because there's just not much worth watching down there right now. Could you imagine if he starts working U.S. Indies? He'll immediately be mm-hmm. like one of the best people oh, absolutely. on the scene. All right, next up. We've got L. Lindemann with wins against Titan, TJP, Desperado, and Yuda. I thought they were going to do something special with him here, and just not a lot from Lindemann. Um, he, he's impressive as always, but there's way too many losses that he got bogged down by. L. Lindemann is one of the most talented people in this block, but you know, moving forward, it remains to be seen if they're going to be treating him seriously. I think he's probably just going to be doing multi-man stuff. I mean, he's doing the the Glate promotion, which is whatever. That's not my cup of tea, but yeah, I don't know. Kind Excuse of a bummer. Me. He is the Tyrannosaurus Rex champion. You put some respect on that promotion. Mm-hmm. God, what mm-hmm. a wonderful title. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bummer, dude. Like this I know. L. Lindemann, again, it's like, I, I feel like I'm talking about a lot of guys in B Block where I'm just like, these guys should be in a higher position than they are. And it's a bummer. For those of you who aren't familiar with L. Lindemann, again, if you're just going to watch someone's matches in this tournament, there's worse people to do than L. Lindemann. He is probably one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. I don't, I don't think that's really hyperbole. He's awesome. Dude, so many of these matches, that main event against Desperado was really good. That Phantasmo match was great. I mean, even, oh, the Eagles match. That one was awesome. I mean, even the wins that we talked about before mm-hmm. with Teton and TJP, it's like this dude went out there and did great. And like you predicted, he beat Wheeler Yuta. So hopefully that forbidden door opens up and Woo-hoo. we can uh, talk about the ROH pure title match between Yuta and Lindemann. Let's oh, go. let's do it. Anything else you want to say about uh, Lindemann before we move on? Just that I hope I get to see him more and more. I do your Gleet thing, but please don't stay away from my screen for as long as I had to go last time. I mean, and... when you run with Shima, mm-hmm. who knows what promotion you're going to be in tomorrow. I mean, the, it's not like he, they even burn bridges either. It's just no, they're, no. Const, they're constantly yep. moving and doing other things. So is what it is. <laughs> it <laughs> is what it is. Can also sum up the way I feel about Bushi. With wins over Eagles, Watto, Desperado, and Lindemann. I'm not a Bushi guy. He tried a lot more in this tournament than I thought he was going to. But honestly, I think with the amount of people who have started wrestling consistently for New Japan... We got to start moving people on. Bushi is not a singles guy anymore. I wouldn't even say he's a junior tag team guy. He is solely a multi-man undercard performer. It's only going to get worse from here. 
Yeah, I I zoned out for 90% of his matches. So they're just there. I look up every once in a while to make sure I didn't miss the finish, and that's that's about all I can can do with it. It's just not very entertaining at this point. It's it's just there. The opposite of that is our dude TJP. Wins against Watto. And then a lot of losses. Then he picked up wins against Eagles, Dookie, and Bushi. He also finished with finished with eight points. I thought TJP was awesome in this. And it's so crazy to see him as the crafty veteran. It's kind of like know, right? on the indies right now where it's just like, wait a second. How is this guy the oldest guy in the room? What's going on? All of his matches were awesome. I loved uh, the match against Eagles. I mean, I, I could go down this list and just be like every single one of them was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Even the ones against people that we don't necessarily like, like Bushi and Dookie. I mean, he ended up losing to Yuta, but that was an awesome way to for him to go out. I feel like the both of them kind of left some stuff mm-hmm. on the table. They do have a better match between them, I am certain. But, I mean, I think we're talking about a future tag team champ very mm-hmm. soon. Very, very soon. Yeah, great, great tournament as always. And TJP is, oh, what a relief he didn't work out in Connecticut. What a relief. Yep. They don't even have 205 live anymore, so I don't know uh, where he would where he would be. Probably doing uh I don't know. What kind of gimmick do you think TJP would be doing in the current NXT? Oh okay. TJP I, he, would be running the Asian Mafia to fight against Mr. Gabagool. Even though he's not Asian? Yeah, I, I'm well aware of that. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm not convinced they would be, but. I think, I promise I didn't think about this beforehand. I think they would give him a character of like someone who pumps gas. <laughs> Where they're like, you know, you know, those guys who pump your gas for you and they have like a uniform on and they've got like dirt smudges on their face. No, not oil, dirt. They have dirt on their face. But they just switch his initials around and make him TPJ, the pump jockey. <laughs> or just TP and he throws toilet paper everywhere. He's a plumber. Looks like he smells like crap. It's the TP! They've already done that. They had a guy named the <laughs> anyway, He was literally well, a garbage man. That was his game. Dude, no, it's the dumpster But speaking of someone who isn't garbage, Wheeler yeah. you. Was it, un- was it intentional that you skipped over Master Watto? <laughs> Did I really? Yes. <laughs> eh, fuck Watto. Wheeler Yuta finished with 10 points. Uh, he beat Dookie, Bushi, Titan, Watto, and on the final night, TJP put together a really good... Yeah, I totally skipped over Watto. I'm fine. Yuta had a really good tournament. Um, I will... <laughs> in memoriam Watto in a second... But we got to talk about Yuta. He's someone that, I mean, even before our show started, we were really high on. So it's so cool to see him go over to Japan, compete and perform very well. Going five and four in best of super juniors is, is really awesome. What was your favorite match of his from this tournament? Lindemann or TJP? One of those two. I thought the Lindemann match was spectacular. I was going to say Despy. I yeah. The Despy Yuta match was really, really good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as huge on Despy in general, so. Sure. No, I got like you. that great match, but. So if we're gonna 
put a lid on Watto real quick. I thought he had a good tournament. He's someone who I'm not a big fan of. He's basically like Yoshihashi for the junior roster. And it's just like, maybe he'll be successful down the road. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be anytime soon, which is pretty hard. I don't know if he'll have success down the road. I don't even know if he needs to. He's just a dude on the card, and sometimes you need that. But yeah, I I wasn't overly impressed by him. But at the same time, he wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. He's fine. Let's get back into talking about people we really enjoyed, though. Robbie Eagles. I know you, as high as I am on him, and no, that's not a Birds of Prey pun, you're (laughs) even bigger fan. So why don't you go ahead and break down what you thought of Robbie Eagles' tournament? Because he might be the MVP. Absolutely. He finished off on 10 points, same as you, getting it on tiebreakers. Wins over Yuta. Please give me that match soon again for the title. Uh, Dookie, Phantasmo, Lindemann, and Desperado. So a few very significant wins there. You know, any win over Yuta in this tournament means a potential shot for the pure title. Um, Phantasmo and Desperado are both big wins. Um, Huge wins. Reigns to be seen if beating Lindemann is a big thing in New Japan. But for me, it's a big thing. Lindemann's amazing. So picking up a win over him is significant. So they are hopefully signaling the ascent of Robbie Eagles shortly following this to bring some fresh life into the junior division. Hopefully, um, got to put the title on him, but absolutely fantastic tournament. Um, think across the board, you could make an argument. He's the the most consistent performer through the tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, I could watch him and Phantasmo wrestle all day long. That if, if that was Takahashi Desperado right now, if it was Phantasmo and Eagles at the top, I probably wouldn't be complaining about it as much. No. Like, Eagles is awesome. It's just a bummer that, it, like, it feels like there's nowhere for him to go. So it's it, just like, so him losing to Teton on the final night was just like, it kept him out of the, the final mix. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was just like, dude, that's that's the whole problem I have with the way that they're booking Eagles, where he goes out there and just kills it every single match he has. I mean, I'm looking at these matches and they were all like, they were great. Mm -hmm. The top is so stagnant. And then you've got guys like Eagles, Lindemann show. I promised that we liked these shows, but it's just (laughs) like, it's a bummer to just be like, this guy went out there and Mm -hmm. had in the span of a couple weeks, one of the best resumes for wrestler of the year. I mean, probably top 10. This dude's awesome. And it's it just, I, I, we want more for him. And I think that's the really frustrating part. What did you think of El Phantasmo? I'm such a fan of El Phantasmo. So uh, I've heard some rumblings that he might be moving up. No, Because no. I would either have him be the face of the junior division, mm-hmm. or I think him and G1. Yeah. Would be the G1 this year, absolutely. Really fun. I don't think he would be racking up a ton of wins. No, but you're not supposed to do your first time moving up the the weight class so he finished in second place but it's Mm -hmm. just like it feels like we knew he wasn't going to win because he wasn't going to go up against ishimori but it's like he only lost to dookie eagles and desperado Mm -hmm. he had an amazing tournament and it's just like there's there's nowhere for him to really go he held the title i mean i guess he could hold it again it's new japan they're about to bring back kushida to take the title too so (laughs) i either want him to be like literally at the top or i just want him to move on Say something nice about El Desperado, the B-block champion. 
No, thank you. <laughs> I like Desperado. I, I'm just, I'm not a huge Despy guy. He's he's really talented. I get it. I get what people see in him. Just not, not for me. That's that's all it is. I don't know if I bite him as the singles guy. Again, I like the tag team he had with Kanemaru where they're just like really like grimy and sleazy. Mm-hmm. And they they just ass kickers and they cheat to win. It's great. Definitely above average. Definitely above good. He's kind of great. So the fact that he ended up winning the B block and then let's just do it now. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. El Desperado versus Hiromu in the final. Surprise. Surprise. uh, Hiromu wins his his fourth best of Super Juniors. His third in a row. The match itself was awesome. I absolutely enjoyed it. Probably my match of the week. Maybe of the tournament. Ah, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately walked that one back. But it was awesome. Both guys worked really hard. Uh, I was pulled into it the whole time. The kick out of finishers. And it was a lot of fun. It was both guys Mm -hmm. wouldn't go away. Both guys really wanted it. But once commentary set up the fact that it's like, you know, guys, you don't always get the ending you want. And the, the underdog doesn't always win. I was like, no, 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 no. We are not heading towards Hiromu <laughs> just ruling the kids' table again. That's worst case scenario for a winner of the best of Super Juniors, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, besides, like, you know, someone lame, Taguchi winning would be pretty bad. Yeah. But, like, out of the contenders, out of the top wrestlers in this division... I feel like Hiromu winning is the absolutely wrong move. He beats Ishimori for the title, and then we've got Kushida back. And so we get to see Kushida and Hiromu again. Like, how many times have we already seen that? But after that, it's like, like, does he go to G1? Because I said whenever the last time we recorded, Mm -hmm. it would make sense if he wins this and then says, I'm going to be the first person to win Super Juniors and G1. I just want him to move on. I just... I'm so sick of him in the junior division. It feels like he's he's definitely stayed way too long. Yeah, I I got to agree. I'm so over it. Um, it just feels like he's on a hamster wheel. Yeah. And it's just like we're either doing the stuff with mm-hmm. evil or he's running the junior division. And it's just if this guy's ever going to move up, he has to do it. I and I enjoyed it overall. There's just... Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed this. I really did. I I don't want us to sound too negative on it, but it's like whenever you have a result like this, it Mm -hmm. definitely changes the way that you look at the the amount of time that you spent watching this. And again, go out and watch the finals match. Like, that was really, really good. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, Japan's still doing clap crowd longer than they thought they were going to. But... You could hear the crowd, like, literally getting into it. Like, they could not contain themselves. It's an awesome match. It, it was a pretty good tournament. Mm-hmm. On that note, let's get ready! Because, <laughs> 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 honestly, this Dominion show, I'm pretty hyped for it. I think it's it's going to be there's, really interesting. And it's, cool at least, it's at least going to be a fun discussion yep. for, for next time. So, I did Super Juniors. You want to run us through uh, the card for Dominion? Absolutely. So we start off with our couple multi-man tags, as we always do. 
Uh, the first one is going to be Hiroshi Tenzan, Master Wado, Ryusuke Taguchi against United Empire, Hanari, Francesco Akira, and TJP. I fully expect, you know, the typical Empire win to set up that junior tag match where TJP and Akira will take it over Wado and Taguchi. So expect one of those two to get the pin over either Wado or Taguchi in this match. I don't know. I want to see Hanare just beat the hell out of Tenzan. No, he just like all of them. Just the pin has to come him from clean. Akira. But he's not going to take a bump. He's going to do some chops and then yeah. <laughs> tag out. <laughs> but I thought he can't do the chops anymore. He still does it. Have you yeah, not he seen lost that? The, he lost the he fucking lost match the to, to, to Okan. Okan. He wasn't supposed to be yeah. able to do them. He's, he's not allowed to do the Mongolian chops, but uh, guess who still does Mongolian chops? Well, then he's going to have a beating to take from Hanari. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, match two, we get Bullet Club versus LIJ, so Takahashi, Naito, and Bushi against Ishimori, Ace Austin, new Bullet Club member, and El Phantasmo. Um, so the names you couldn't find a spot for on the card who matter, huh? Dude, how good of a tag team would Ace Austin and El Phantasmo be? Oh, it'd be fantastic. I I didn't see it, but I know Phantasmo did a quick stint in Impact, uh, obviously pre-Bullet Club Ace Austin, because he just joined, but... Right. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing to run back there. Have uh, have them do a little, do a little six man with Chris Bay teaming up with those two. It'd be fun. I can't believe Naito's in this match. You want to talk about? I think he's still banged up, and that's why he's in this. Oh no, for like, sure, for yeah, sure. They, they can't put him in a singles match yet. Does Naito take off his T-shirt in this match, or is he like super tranquilo, low effort the whole time? I think it's super tranquilo. This is not going to be... There will be the spots, but I think this is... The majority of this match is going to be to build up Takahashi Ishimori for the, the junior heavyweight. That That's what this match is about, and that's why it's on the card. Um, is Bushi, Bushi here to eat the win? Or to eat the win? I'm tired! Is, so Bushi's here to eat the loss, right? Probably, yeah. Ishimori pins Bushi, so then Takahashi goes to beat Ishimori for the title. I just um, want to see Austin and Phantasma work together. That's going to yeah. be rad. In questions of why is this on the card, match number three, no longer King of Pro Wrestling champion, Toru Yano uh, against Doc Gallows. Let's go! Why is this a match? I mean, at least it's not the main event. For those of you who don't know, Toriyanu is just total comedy clown. And Doc Gallows is basically the same thing, but he has biker tats. Uh, and he maybe t- isn't trying to be. He's tall. He's tall. Doc uh, Gallows is the ultimate carny. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. I just, this match is insane. I hope it's like five minutes, just really goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this goes any longer than that, I'm going to be furious. Yeah. Although if you, if you want to run back uh, a fun Toro Yano match where it's just all comedy and you laugh your ass off, I uh, forget. I think it was like a super card or something like that. One of the Ring of Honor crossover shows Toro Yano against Colt Cabana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so ridiculous ridiculously over the top silly it is by far my favorite comedy match of all time i've I've watched it back a good dozen times and i piss myself laughing every time um you gotta you gotta write that down for the next time we recommend matches to each other oh i thought about it for that one i really thought about it it's so funny (laughs) 
Okay, we get into the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships, also known as the Whose Line of It Any Is It Anyway of Titles. Uh, Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr., and Desperado against House of Torture, uh, Evil Show, and Takahashi. I I don't know if there's a match I care less about. Like, ah! Toriano, like, Doc Gallows is pretty rough, man. It's pretty um, rough, but, like... Why are these titles still defended? Nobody cares about them. This is shitty think, Wrestle Kingdom pre-show every year. Yeah. I. This is exactly what to not do with your trios titles. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they just feel like an afterthought. Six-man tag matches are pretty fun. Like they're, Absolutely. They're high energy. It, it's a great way to just give someone who's not doing anything... Mm-hmm. You know, have them run with a couple stable mates, unlikely tag teams. This should be a lot of fun, but we have the titles on House of Torture, and so it's just going to be Evil Show, mm-hmm. Takahashi, and freaking Dick Togo. Everything I hate about New Japan can be wrapped up in Dick Togo. I think the downfall can be directly traced to Dick Togo showing yes. up. For <laughs> sure. I mean, there's there's as much credit as Gato gets as being like the head booker mm-hmm. and the head of an office type stuff. Dude, some of his tendencies are so bad, but yeah, Dick Togo and his house of torture stuff can get the hell out of here. I, I have no use for it. Uh, moving on IWGP tag team championship match, um, running it back again, great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb, United empire, hopefully taking the titles off of chase Owens and bad luck folly. Cause man, is that a way to kill your titles in a hurry? They might be my two least favorite people in New Japan. Oh, come on. Chase tries. I hate Chase Owens. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. He's just such a slimy douche. And he seems like he has a pretty crappy streak behind the scenes, too. Well, man, come on. (laughs) We got to stop bringing this tone down. I love Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. I am excited for them to get the titles again. This whole episode is we're going to we're going to shit on this, but I promise we like it. Do you think we're, we get an interference spot in this match? Is is <laughs> like, what's the best case interference spot like Rocky and Trent coming down to cost Okan and Cobb the titles? Yeah. FTR showing up. That might be the best case scenario. Yeah. FTR would show up after the match. They're faces now, so that's not going to happen in oh, the match. True. But that's true. Yeah, Rapungi Vice might be the best case interference scenario. Yeah, I don't uh, know, man. I'm trying. Uh, it's just Chase Owens isn't the best, and then Bad Luck Folly is just the absolute worst. Um, so I honestly, it's just like it's a brutal stretch. I wouldn't blame anybody if they skipped to our next match and just yeah. started started at match six. And this is where things start to get get really interesting in the show and where the card really picks up. Um, so this is an AEW Interim Championship Elimination match. If you're confused about those words, that's okay. Not even AEW understood what they meant when they said it. <laughs> um, basically, this is Hiroki Goto against Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
the winner of the match is going to go on to Forbidden Door to face the winner of John Moxley versus the winner of the Battle Royal to kick off Dynamite tomorrow. Have you followed that run-on sentence? I hope so. Long story short, we're going to get Tanahashi and Mox at Forbidden Door. That's the foregone conclusion, and these are the magic words to make it happen. Um, yeah, Goto versus Tanahashi for a shot at the temporary AEW title. Can I do my Tony Khan impression real quick? Absolutely. Let's go! <laughs> Whenever he did the tweet, I was like, he is coked out of his skull right now. Tony Khan. <laughs> like, booking this show a week in advance. And I'm like, I don't hate him for it. Like, Oh, no, I think- I- I think he has basically saved my love of wrestling during the pandemic. I'm a big fan of the dude. He's super petty and I love it. He's super random and I love it. He's a giant cokehead and I love it. The winner of this will go on Mm -hmm. to the main event of Forbidden Door. There's a lot of people ironically cheering for Goto. Really? You guys really? Or just want the chaos of, no pun intended, oh my gosh, of Gato (laughs) booking Goto to go to the main event. I just... I mean... It's a this foregone was, conclusion. Right, but it's like, this was like the only person not on the show mm-hmm. that is like... That could work. Anywhere credible. Yep. That can work. Yep. That actually, I on, this might be the match I'm looking most forward to. Nope, that's a lie. I immediately walked that back. The main event's pretty sick. Yeah. But Goto Tanahashi is not going to be a bad match. No, it's going to be, be a great match. Goto's going to do a good job of making you believe for a second that he actually has a shot to win, considering... I mean, like we say, uh, Snow Snow Mountain Con had to book this on the fly when uh, <laughs> when Punk had to go in for surgery. I am gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and call my shot and say it's a small fracture in his foot. Um, oh, it's it 100 percent his foot because that would make the most sense. Those are very tough injuries to diagnose. You have to go through X-rays to find a fracture. They don't even always show up on X-rays and outside of an x-ray it will appear exactly the same as a sprain would which makes perfect sense why i'd be like no i'm fine let's take a week and work through it oh shit my foot's broken we gotta hit pause and it's a relatively quick recovery if it's a really small fracture four to six weeks and punk's good as new so that's that's almost certainly what the injury is and we had to do this on the fly so we know tanahashi's winning but it is what it is if it's only for like four to six weeks and that means that Punk could be back for All Out, and we do Punk versus Moxley in the main yeah. event of All Out. That is going to be the biggest pay per view that AEW has ever done. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, dude, foot injuries. There's so many dainty bones in your foot. Oh, absolutely. That it's just like this could be really bad, and I mean, Punk the, could the, be out for a long time. The variance is really huge. I, I definitely, I have fractured a. Uh, a bone in my foot as well. And I was six weeks on a walking boot with zero contact with the ground. And then six weeks without the walking boot where I couldn't do any weight bearing activities. And then it was another six weeks worth of like building back up to where I was. So all, all in all, I missed like, I missed four months worth of myself, like at my normal level of activity with, with one tiny fracture in my foot. Um, I mean, it's a bummer, dude, because Punk was putting together a really impressive wrestler of the year mm-hmm. candidacy, and that would have been an awesome story. Not Absolutely. the fact that Punk is back, but Punk is literally the best in the world again, doing his old man Logan shtick. I, it's a bummer. 
Um, I mean, the reason I'm thinking it's a smaller fracture, like a, a minor fracture that's going to heal a little quicker is just that they're not, not vacating it. I mean, maybe it's going to be long-term and they're not vacating it just because they want Punk to still be able to cut promos and stuff. Who knows? But, yeah, f- f- foot uh, foot breaks can be really, I just, I really just hit or miss Tony on the recovery Khan time. I just vacating his titles. No, I, he, he doesn't. I think it's an opportunity to just do another title match mm-hmm. because title matches are draws and people mm-hmm. pop for those. I just, whoever wins this, sorry, whenever John Moxley wins this, <laughs> Don't call him the interim champion. Just call him the mm-hmm. AEW champion. Once you start calling someone an interim champ, that cuts the legs out from mm-hmm. any success that they would have. Yeah. So anyway, we can move on to a more important title than the AEW. Absolutely. I mean, that is just a championship. This is to be the king. The king <laughs> of professional wrestling. Now held by Shikingo Takagi against um, the stipulation for this Shingo one. I Shingo is legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So the fact that I messed up his name and that's his new nickname. Yeah, you're screwed. Kind of irks me. Shikingo, uh, let's go. The, the, the stipulation for this one is just no time limit. We're just getting a wrestling match, no time limit, and it's for the king of pro wrestling. Um, Three hour match. Let's this, do this. This title has historically had very silly stipulations since it was a Toriano title. Um, all of them were kind of ridiculous, so um, yeah, should be should be a fine match. If you turn this into a more serious title now, I think that the storyline behind it's kind of neat. I mean, Okada created this idea because he was mad at the unification of the the heavyweight and intercontinental titles, and he rejected that. He didn't want to go for it, so he made this king of pro wrestling thing to try and prove he was still the best. Then Toriyano won the freaking thing and turned it into a joke, which adds to the the hilarity of it because that was Toriano right. saying like, "Hey, you're not Wait, the best. Okada, you can't beat me in these seven Okada ways." Okada never won it. I don't think so. No, Yano was the first champion for sure. Uh, yeah, no, he never won it then. Yeah, I knew that he made it up, but I thought he was also the first one. No, no, he made it up, and then Yano won it, which made it hilarious because Okada tried to make this thing to prove he was like the hey. best wrestler in the world. And then Toro freaking Yano <laughs> takes it, and this would be the next logical step is now turning it into something serious, and Yano can just be like, "I told you I was good," and there's some legs there. I think the thing that I like about this is a yearly championship. Mm-hmm. So whoever holds it at the end of the year, it's like they were the 2022. Yep king of pro wrestling you could do some really cool stuff with that the stipulation matches can be fun this next match though this one could be a surprisingly great match on the show or it could just be a total dud and just kill all the momentum absolutely this is one of those ones where if it delivers you're going to look back and go how did i not see this coming out of these two and if it duds you're just going to be going to be like yeah that that makes sense that could have happened yeah. Um, we have the never openweight championship defending champion Tama Tonga, no longer member of Bullet Club since Jay White booted the Tongans away, against newly reunited Bullet Club member Carl Anderson, 2012 G1 finalist, his sole claim to fame. <laughs> um, but um, this this could be an awesome, awesome match. Um, it, it could also suck, but it could be fantastic. There, there's a reason it's third from the end, and if they... If they both show up and go, it will absolutely deliver. If this match works, I think Tama Tonga is going to get the majority of the credit. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, hey, this guy is really, really good. And honestly, 
I didn't think that would ever happen. I thought he was just going to be like a heater type character. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stuck in a tag team for the rest of his career. So the fact that he's actually having, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a pretty decent singles run. This is his first defense, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a lock for G1, whether he yeah. wins this match or not. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I, I definitely think he'll be in the G1 for sure. Actually, I think he and Carl both will end up in the G1 and Gallows will just do some dumb crap in the meantime. If they... So quick question about the G1. Do you think that they're going to expand the field? Because it's going to get crowded fast. It is definitely going to get crowded fast. I could see them expanding to 12 aside. Yeah. And I don't I don't hate it. I You don't hate it now, but whenever you're on night 12 and you're like we're not even halfway done. I think they would have to announce it, mm-hmm. right? By now that they were expanding. Mm-hmm. It's just that that roster reveal or the tournament selection show, as it were, is going to be really interesting to see because I think mm. some people's feelings are really going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. But anyway, let's uh, keep going. Yeah. Um, second last match of the night, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. We have a triple threat. Another new Bullet Club member, uh, Juice <laughs> Don't Robinson. Don't call it a triple threat. It's a three-way. Come on. <laughs> That's WWE shtick. Get out of here. We have to think of something else to call it. Because this really bugs me. Three-way, super sexual. Triple threat, WWF lingo. What are we going to call a match with three participants in it? Sorry to put you on the spot. Well, if three-way's too too sexual, I can't call it a threesome now, can I? Um, I mean... Do, do we just call we, it a triangle match? Like, I think we should call it a trios match. Think of it. Because there's, there's a tr- this trio... I'm sure nobody would get confused with that. No, that's fine. You're thinking of a six-man match. Yes, not to be confused with the trios titles that get awarded for those six-man matches. Yeah, right, right. right, right, that, right. That's a trio. This is a... Actually, I like the triangle match. Let's call it a triangle Yeah, match. let's go with triangle match rather than uh, incest trios match. <laughs> Could you imagine if some dipshit promoter actually made a triangle ring? And they're like, yo, check this out. Are you going to tell me none of them have ever thought of it? <laughs> ever since Impact, everyone's been thinking, what's the right number of corners besides four? <laughs> a circular ring would be pretty cool, right? <laughs> okay, how, how does that work? The circled circle? How do you yeah, I, the I don't know. You can't I don't know. do it. That's for an engineer to figure out. I don't know. If we could figure that out, we'd have hoverboards, okay? <laughs> don't kill my dreams. All right, tell me about this triangle match. All right, this triangle match features new Bullet Club member Juice Robinson, most notable for working the dirt sheets into thinking he was retiring against... Hey, it got us. It got oh, us, Oh, it too. got everybody. Um, Sonata and Will Ospreay. Um, why is Sonata in this match? Like, I don't understand. Like, the, the U.S. championship seems to be multi-man supreme right now. You know, defended in a triangle, defended in a four-way, whatever you want to do, like... No, defended in a triangle or a square. You need a different word than square. It's already a squared circle. Um, Shit. Rectangle uh, just sounds stupid. Yeah, that's way more stupid than square. You're right. But no, like, could you imagine Sonata's... <laughs> Rhombus, that's the answer. It's Rhombus <laughs> match. <laughs> A dexahedron, man! It's like that! 
But could you imagine if the super uncharismatic Sonata... All of this banter about the proper term for three-way and four-way matches has me thinking of those god-awful pro... Uh, promos the first like the first times where WWE was going to Saudi Arabia and they had to legally advertise it as an event that will be greater to or equal to WrestleMania. <laughs> so we were on a forum together. I'm not going to say which one. And uh, I got a talking to by the person it, who it sucks <laughs> who ran the forum because I posted a very crass meme about the Saudi Arabia shows. It was. Randy Orton had Triple H in a headlock and I used like one of those meme sites to make like a fake news headline thing. And at the bottom it says attempted beheading at wrestling show in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) And I got, I got a very stern talking to and was told if I ever post something like that, I'm gone. Will Ospreay's cool. Yeah. Will Ospreay's uh, (laughs) fantastic. I hope he wins. I I, I think he probably, he's not going to, but. He should win, though. Why? Because you can't have him taking the IWGP title until Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to have him do something until then. Although I guess he wins the G1, so... I think Okada wins the G1. Spoilers for our main event. Yeah, I wouldn't hate Osprey winning G1. It's just, I don't like this title. Because I think it should be the New Japan Strong title. Yeah, this this should be like... You win that title mm-hmm. and you are on strong every week. You are mm-hmm. in other promotions defending it. Mm-hmm. This needs to be like the goodwill we're sending you elsewhere to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that said, I just Osprey feels too big for this title. It felt like we I think there was a time where he would win this match and then mm-hmm. face Mox at something like Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. But now that that's off the table, I think you just got to let Juice run with this, you know. Yeah, I, I think it is what it is. I think it takes a lot of enthusiasm out of the match. It's going to be weird. It is going to be weird. It's going to be a very odd match because, honestly, I don't want any of these guys to win. I hate Sonata. Juice is a heel. Osprey is a heel. So the dynamic of this is going to be very odd. Mm-hmm. I'll save it. Main event time. It's time for the main event. <laughs> Crushed it. That dude's Looks super like charismatic, too. Looks like we've had enough talking. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Kazuchika Okada defending against Switchblade Jay White. I think White wins. I 100% think White wins. And I think I, if, o- if oh, I can bet, I'm betting on this match. Like, if I can find a betting site, my money's going on Jay White, 100%. The winner of this match is going to set a lot of stuff up. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about Forbidden Door in a minute that the winner of this match is definitely going to have a whole pro- high profile mm-hmm. thing going in there. We're probably doing bullet club versus the elite. That one mm-hmm. feels like a lock Jay white winning the title and then calling out the elite makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. And then you can have Okada do a singles match, maybe against a hangman at forbidden door. Like there's, there's stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because Jay White and Okada have amazing chemistry. I hate the butterfly title, but this feels like Jay White has to win, right? Because if Jay White loses, what the hell does he do for the rest of the year? That, no, Jay White is absolutely winning this match. There, There is no doubt in my mind. I mean, he's not winning G- G1. Nope. Um, I mean, he okay. could. That'd be weird, but... 
But no, I'd Jay White wins the it. match comfortably. Um, the other question is, is Okada even going to be at Forbidden Door? He has a child due very, very soon. Like, very soon. Could you imagine running Forbidden Door not having Okada on the show? I mean, it might it might happen. He's got a kid due, like, within the next few weeks here. Jeez. Like, that's that's the other reason I'm so convinced Jay White is winning, is Okada's about to be a dad. Sometimes you got to take a few weeks to go be a dad before you go back, especially as the world champion. I mean, it would make sense. Okada mm-hmm. loses and then makes his triumphant return at G1. Yep, exactly. I I mean, even without the kid, I think Jason, Jay White still wins the match and needs to win the match. That doesn't necessarily factor into the decision that much. That's just more more evidence to like, yeah, okay, he's definitely winning. Okay, well, let's get into our Forbidden Door mm-hmm. content just right out. Like, I mean, yep. we've already been talking about it. If o- Dude, if Okada's not on that show, what star power do you have? Well, you're missing Okada and you're missing Ibushi. And okay. Punk. And Punk. Potentially Danielson. Hopefully not Danielson. Oh, I mean, they're, they're icing Adam Cole until Forbidden Door because he's banged up. They'll definitely ice Danielson but until Forbidden Door. Cole might not make Forbidden Door. I don't know, man. I This pay-per-view might be snake bit. Everything is going to be a lot clearer after this mm-hmm. because they're going to have two weeks to build. Yeah. Tanahashi in the main event, and then I don't know. So who's Osprey gonna face? A hanger? I mean, Hangman Osprey is a pretty cool match. Mm-hmm. As well, if Tanahashi Mox will have Jay White against maybe Adam Cole if he's. I think we're ready. doing we're getting a multi-man match. So I think you're gonna have Bullet Club versus Elite because you've got to have the Bucks on that show. So if it's gonna be like Cole Bucks Red Dragon up against Jay White, Fantasmo, Ace Austin. Uh, who else is in Bullet Club? Owens and Fale. <laughs> I was going to say, I know two Oof. people who are in Bullet Club. Or, no, they or, ran with the Elite. Yeah, or, yeah, Anderson and Gallows. That makes even more sense. I'm a dumbass. I, I think that's more in line of what we're going to get. So I think the only wrestlers that are left for big singles matches Naito can't do it, can he? I, so I that, don't think so. Nope. That leaves Shingo and Osprey. I mean, Juice is probably going to get a title shot, but it's like, that's Juice. That's not a big draw. Mm-hmm. We're likely going to be getting a multi-person tag match with Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb against mm-hmm. FTR and Rapongi, which will be a, a blast. But Stone Pitbull? I, I, I'm just, I don't know what, oh, that's what we do. Stone Pitbull versus Wardlow. <laughs> let's go just big beefy dudes but yeah i mean kenta might be coming back so that's something maybe you do kenta danielson again sorry you froze can you hear me yeah we're good now kenta's possibly on his way back mm-hmm. so do you do kenta danielson again I, I don't think so um you know i think you do do Toriano and danhausen <laughs> oh my gosh I mean, I think we're also we have to be getting like a a battle royale of some kind. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There, there's gonna be there's gonna be some multi man stuff. There's gonna be a giant cluster of a match. Um, the big singles matches, I think, we'll get 
Yuta defending the pure title against one of the New Japan guys that beat him in the tournament. I'll lend him and Yuta on the pre-show. Let's go. That would be that would be the dream. Um, we'll get so who, Juice probably defending. Um, would be the most likely one. U.S. champ versus TNT champ. Because I mean, on paper, Juice versus Scorpio Sky is not sexy at all. But it gives you a way to have, you know, shenanigans and a DQ to protect both guys. Freaking Scorpio's banged up, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, man, this is, everybody's hurt. Maybe they go on the indies to find some talent. Does Jericho get a singles match? Who would it be against? Because Danielson has to be in blood and guts, right? Yeah. Which is like three weeks away. Yeah, it's what is it? Three Dude, days after Forbidden Door? AEW, no, it's before Forbidden Door. Is it? I thought it was the 29th. Because it's, this week is the show in Kansas City. After that is the St. Louis show, uh, which is yeah, the Hair vs. Hair. Yeah, Detroit, Michigan, Blood and Guts. I thought that was, the, what's the 22nd? Uh, we don't really have anything for the 22nd, I don't think. If oh, we do, that's okay. the Hair versus Hair. No, Hair versus Hair 15th, there's nothing 15th. on the 22nd, but yeah. Blood oh, and Guts okay. Cool, cool. So three days after. I literally Day. thought they were doing Blood and Guts before. No, no, it's after. Um, okay. But that, that does make it a concern too, because you can't risk banging up those guys before that match. Like they have to be there. Yeah, I don't know. This is this feels like you're doing like the the roster simulator for wrestling, and it's mm-hmm. just like this person's banged up. They can't yep. go this week, and it's like kind of need them to build the program. So so let's do this out. We've got the main event for the mm-hmm. AEW title the bullet club elite match. And then if we're doing it, a Shingo match, an Osprey match, the triangle tag team match. Um, speaking of triangles, what are we doing with death triangle? I mean, we're probably getting some version of LIJ against Andrade and Roosh. And that's so the, I don't... And please let that be the debut of Bandito. Please, oh, please, please, please. Um, so yeah, oh, I don't know what Death Triangle does. But yeah, a trios match <laughs> with those guys would be really good. So, okay. I think my two most important things are if Shingo and Osprey are getting singles matches, who do you put them up against? Like, what, what are the matches that you can do that's going to, like, people are be like, oh my god, I have to see that match. Because I think it is Osprey Hangman. But, it's probably Osprey Hangman. Who, who eats the loss there? It'd have to be Hangman. Mm-hmm. Or does Hangman win and we start building for Hangman mocks it all out? I don't know, dude. There's there's a lot of ways that we can go. There are a lot of ways this can... This can turn out. Um, I wouldn't hate something like Shingo Eddie Kingston. I think that could be a fun pairing oh i would love to see eddie kingston get dropped on his fucking head 20 times i hate eddie kingston so much <laughs> real life prick eddie kingston um yeah dude i don't know the whole punk thing really throws a wrench in things mm-hmm. and it's crazy because you look at aew's roster and it's just like I, I didn't think that they were that thin on top i mean if mjf isn't back by then you know and i don't i don't expect him to be wardlow shingo but you don't want Wardlow losing. No, Wardlow's not losing for a long time. 
do you give him the U.S. title? I mean, you could, but like, I'd rather. Honestly, him be I mean, TNT champ. They right. might just do something. Like they might bring Lance Archer back and run Shingo. Oh, Archer. yeah. Archer's got a lot of U.S. title history. Archer and Ishii and Zack Sabre against, uh, I don't know, some bullshit. <laughs> or not Ishii, um, Suzuki, sorry. You could do Archer and Suzuki goon against, like, fucking House of Black or something. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck and OC. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we've kind of spun our wheels on this for too long. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I mean, there's so there's limitless combinations. Like we can go all day because as soon as you put in one match, it changes five other matches. It really does. No, I think the battle royal would be really fun. I mean, dude, this might be the first time that AEW actually misses Cody. Yeah. Because you could have done Cody versus Will. Well, theoretically. Theoretically. He might. Oh have yeah. Up pretty good. Have you seen the photos? Oh my god. So I mean, that's I what a torn pec looks like. It's just it's what it looks like. But holy I crap! I didn't watch the match because WWE makes me motion sick. I I tried it's it. It's not so a joke. Like it literally. It no, makes it does. Me I've had to like turn like, away from it. Um, this one surprisingly wasn't too bad for that. I think because the the cell made them really limited on what cameras they could use, so it was better than most. Like, they had the cameras inside to not get I just get saw the, the picture cage. of the torn pack, and I was like, oh, my God, the one other person that they're building is mm, gone until, yeah. like, what, the, I 2023? Yeah, the, the match itself. For wrestling with the torn pack, it was good. Um, otherwise, it was just fine. But it just feels like it would hurt to watch. But anyway, oh yeah. Oh, my God, it did hurt to watch. It was just like, oh, my God, like, I will say I've never seen someone without steroids tear their pec completely off the bone. Take that for what you will. I got the match. Archer and Suzuki against Swerve and Keith Lee. <laughs> that's a fun one. Oh, that's a good pairing. See, I'm a good booker. I promise. All right. So with that, we don't really do match of the week this week. because Just watch the, watch the Super Juniors final. Yeah. It was really good. Probably not the – actually – I think my match of the week of the entire Super Juniors was Eagles versus Phantasmo. Yeah, I'd I think that, that was that was that was my favorite match. So if you guys watch one match from the best of Super Juniors, well, two matches. Watch Phantasmo and Robbie Eagles, and then watch the final mm-hmm. because the final is really good, despite how much we buried. You know, Hiromu oh, there were a lot of really good matches. matches. Like, that's the thing. The matches themselves were great. Just I mean, overall, we were talking about wrestlers, not match by match. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. bound to happen. So next week, we do have AAW coming up, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty excited about. They're like one of the only indie promotions that I'm psyched for right now. We talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I think we're going to be covering AEW more frequently just because, you know, we're not a game changer show warriors kind of fallen off and they're once a month prestige i'm so done with them west coast pro one runs Mm -hmm. once a month aaw runs once a month it's really hard to kind of you know keep that momentum moving forward you know when only there's a handful Mm -hmm. of shows to watch i'm sorry but we're not talking about black label pro every week and promotions like that it's hard so uh, until ROH really starts popping off, which fingers crossed sh- should be soon. I think um, it's very soon. Yeah, there, there's pay-per-view rumors coming. You think they run Forbidden Door weekend? That Wouldn't feels surprise. like it's too soon. 
Yeah, that might be too soon. To, um, All out? They are going to do, like, it sounds like it's coming up soon. They're going to do Death Before Dishonor. Like, they're keeping the the big names for the pay-per-views. Um, I mean, I, if I don't you know run that Saturday be, night but, and then All Out on Sunday, yeah. that's an awesome it's, weekend. It, I think that one's coming earlier. Like, I think the rumors are that's going to hit in July sometime. Okay. Um, which makes sense, because, I mean, after Forbidden Door, there's really nothing major until All Out as far as, like, specials go, because Battle of the Belts doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I think Death Before Dishonor is going to come in July, and I kind of expect whatever ROH's weekly deal to be, whether it's on TV, streaming service, or whatever, to kind of be launching kind of August, September, around the time a lot of new, like, TV shows are going to be piloting. Well, sweet. I, I mean, honestly, Forbidden Door is coming at the right time because it's Absolutely. it's probably it's going to be covering our month, mm-hmm. which is awesome because, again, the indies are it, it's a pretty dire mm-hmm. right now. Yep. We need more people to run consistently. Otherwise, we you know, we start covering Ref Pro, AAA, and we just really skim the death matches that take place in like Maryland or Mississippi. So, yep. yeah, so we'll, we'll be covering AEW uh, probably at least at least for June. Mm hmm. I don't think we'll become an AEW show. I mean, there's worse things. Probably not. There's worse things to become. But uh, no, I think the indies are going to be picking up soon. I mean, hey, Terminus is coming back soon. Let's go. (laughs) Anyway, with that, like and subscribe. No, it's YouTube. You're supposed to uh, subscribe and and download. Yeah, there we go. Tell a friend. Give us good ratings. Yeah. Yeah, five-star reviews help out a ton. So uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening. I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. This is the Bingo Hall Boys podcast. <laughs>